So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. It's an exciting Friday edition of Sports Kita Wrestling's top story of the day, and the week ends with some very big news backstage about WWE NXT's rebrand. Is 2.0 the version of this program that we wanted to upgrade to? We'll find out more about that. Plus, Warner Media executives have something to say against that chippy little phrase that WWE had. That's right, some tribalism in wrestling for you on a Friday. Plus, Mustafa Lee has said he wants out of WWE. Reportedly, they don't want to grant him that release, and he's getting now cryptic online. Yes, everyone's favorite adjective when following wrestling news. We're getting into all of it on a freestyle Friday edition of Sports Kid Wrestling. Get your questions ready and get on screen. What's up, everybody? I'm Kev Callum. That is Jeremy Bennett in Nebraska. If he asks you, kicking COVID's ass for the third time, baby. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. Uh, over in Florida, my roommate Andy, uh, who does music for us, uh, hopefully will do some music for us in the future, I uh, was down in Florida where you are, and uh, he came in and I gave him the COVID test, and he's good. So hopefully you guys are ordering your free COVID test you can get from the U.S. government out there. If you're not, I hope you get a free COVID test somewhere. So fun times. I have music playing on my, on my phone here. Let's get let's get right into the news here of the day, guys. First, first of all, before we get into these yeah. top stories, guys, it's Freestyle Friday. <laughs> hey, uh, for uh, for those that because uh, we just kicked it off with that. So for those that may not have come in right away, Jose, uh, show them some fancy stuff that we've got lined up for tomorrow. So oh, you're talking that- about you're talking about when people start coming into the trip. Oh, oh, it's gonna be a fun time tomorrow, guys. Uh, Our Royal Rumble trivia challenge, where we've put out the challenge. The challenge has been set for many different combatants from several different wrestling websites. Uh, So, are they full of fight? Are they from a zone of wrestle? We we will find out. We will find out. Are they a PW insider? We will find out. Uh, we'll find out. That'll be very interesting. We'll have that tomorrow. That'll stream at 1 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, flip, flip 2 p.m. Eastern. Flip around. Yeah. 2 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. 1 unless, unless the earth falls upside down 
uh, it's it's gonna be two Eastern and one Central. There but you go. So you never know. In this world, the Earth might flip upside down and Eastern become Central. It happened <laughs> in a movie in 2012, 10 years ago. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, of course, if you're joining us on demand, you'll you'll love it anyway too. So don't be afraid to watch it on demand and be a part of it. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, we had one of these before for Survivor Series, and they were really really cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this and the logistics of doing this with over a dozen people is kind of crazy. And now, you know, we've been doing the themed ones. The the Survivor Series team one worked so well. I have a good feeling the Rumble one's going to work well. It's going to take a lot of... I have a, a great of, feeling. I have it's a great gonna, feeling about tomorrow. It's going to take a lot of organization, but it's going to be done. Uh, I'm in the middle of writing questions right now as we speak. But, but, man, we might have to get six people together. Because uh, what match is coming up next month that has six people? Mm -hmm. The you Elimination know, Chamber. The Chamber. We the might chamber. have to have a uh, six-pack. Who's pressing challenge. buttons? Stop pressing buttons. Hey, I, I, I hands didn't off. Buttons, hands off. I got <laughs> Hand check. Hand check. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think our uh, next trivia challenge may have to be a six-pack Elimination Chamber. Maybe. I, can, I think I can make that happen. Maybe we'll see who uh, who performs tomorrow in the Royal Rumble trivia. All right. I love people yelling the catchphrases at us in the chat. If you're with us for the first time, the Friday editions of our show, we always jump into your questions. So if you're just watching a little bit of the stream and you can't watch the whole thing, make What's sure What's that segment called again? Freestyle Friday! There we go. You got to hammer it. You got you to get a couple beats in there. You got to get a couple uh, pounded down there. Uh, so uh, we'll jump into that. That'll be the final segment of the show. But let's jump right into this lead story. Uh, this one developing from backstage sources at WWE that there is some internal disappointment with the recent reboot of WWE NXT, the rebranding, which some people thought was necessary with the show moving from Wednesdays, no longer going head to head with all Elite wrestling, moving to Tuesdays. It did get an increase in viewership, but that has dipped down. Uh, and including this week's most recent episode. Uh, the word is that the disappointment was uh, described as abrupt, and maybe that a younger audience hasn't adapted to it, though there is no uh, plan to change this uh, in the uh, co months coming up. This is from WrestleVotes and several other sources reporting this today. So what do you guys think here? Internal disappointment with NXT, or is it just uh, maybe some impatience with the, the recent reboot? Honestly, I don't know, man. I think it's a little bit of impatience um, from from both sides, right? From a fan standpoint and from a company standpoint. Because from a company standpoint, you're doing this whole revamp, trying to bring all these new characters and and new stars to TV. Just abruptly, it was just like one day, okay, we're, we're not even going to acknowledge black and gold, and these are all your new stars, and these are the guys you need to get behind now. So it's kind of it's kind of hard for the hardcore NXT fan to really get behind what they've been doing at 2.0 and from the company's standpoint i can also understand where they coming from because they're not getting the success they expected they thought that they were going to get all these 25 year olds to be over and people were going to rave about it and get a million views and ratings in a night on the one on mm -hmm. that tuesday night and it ain't going to happen man it's just it's not there it felt flat and uh and they're struggling with it it is pretty obvious i i i still am baffled on how the median age for that show is in the 60s right i don't know how that's possible because nielsen ratings aren't accurate well, they aren't they, yeah. they really really aren't they're not an accurate system the margin of error on a nielsen rating television system now for a show under 1.5 is like definitely between 20 to 40 percent i'll tell in you in terms this. of accuracy it's just I'll not accurate 
Uh, let me let me talk to you. Uh, this, yeah, the beginning of 2.0 was just not good because they threw too many people at you at once and they tried way too many things. They basically said, let's throw every piece of shit against the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Some things did, some things didn't. Now, some people did not shine initially in 2.0, but people are starting to come around on them. Joe Gacy and Grayson Waller are two very... Uh, distinct cases but let me tell you uh, just this is just very short term the product after new year's evil has not been that interesting i uh, and i think mm-hmm. that has been reflecting in where they fell below six hundred thousand this week it just has not been as an interesting program since that that great uh way to kick off 2022 not a lot of bronze and breaker either They've had him really off the show in the past few weeks since they put the title on him. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they know who to have step up. Obviously, yeah, now he's, yeah, only, he's, only, he's, he's like only done like backstage segments and yeah, like man, it's such a one weird promo. transition after this special, man. After this yeah. New Year special, it's just been a very awkward transition from you know Tommaso Champ. Mind to you, Brian we're, Breaker, we're talking about and you're a weekly featured. We're talking about a weekly show that's it's you know still in development. This is still very much a new thing. I don't think this thing gets changed a few months from now. Uh, there are some fun things with it that I liked coming out of, like AJ Styles being on there. I don't mind the idea of like established names and being involved with the oh, show. No, no that's uh, I thought good. that was fun. Like, so it's not all bad. There's some fun new characters they have. Wendy Chu is this like goofy, <laughs> ridiculous. Like on paper, it doesn't seem like it makes any sense, but I like her. Her just kind of like sleeping and waking up and telling people that things that she over overheard. She's like kind of like. She's like NXT's NXT's version of Orange Cassidy. Exactly, which is fine, you know? (laughs) And, like, they had a Santino Morella. They had a Hurricane. WWE has a track record of undercard comedy characters that connect. I think with Braun, they really had no idea where to go. And now they're obviously leaning towards Santos Escobar. Or or there's some injury, you know? Or there's some injury that they're just like, it's not bad. We don't want to risk putting you in the ring right now if we have to. It does not make any sense because Santos Escobar lost more than he won in 2021. That's why people were kind of baffled when he was in that North American title chase again because he'd been losing. Uh, he lost almost every feud in that in there, and he's only recently won that feud with Zion Quinn, and that's about it. It's kind of odd that they haven't really built him up properly, and so that's why nobody's going to take him seriously when it comes to facing Braun Breaker. Um, and maybe you're right, Kevin. Maybe they're keeping him safe for the Royal Rumble. I, you know. I still think he probably would be a great entrant in the Royal Rumble. And uh, I, I think there'd be a mistake if they don't put him in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's, a, here's a comment. Jesse Hyde saying this. Time to bring back the godfather of NXT Triple H. Well, here's the whole thing we hear about WWE and NXT specifically is the idea of, and you know, this was Triple H's creation with a lot of money behind it for many, many years. And it was the black and gold brand. It was a hardcore version of WWE. That's what it was. And you got a much more wrestling-centric program with different characters, some comedy. You had some outlandish characters. You had some pretty outlandish things there. Uh, and some goofy gaga and all that fun stuff, right? Uh, but you had something much more akin to a big-budget ECW, undercore, uh, underground, male, 18 to 34 focus type thing, right? Slipknot was the theme song, right? So um, with this, though, it's let's make this what we what we think needs to be hipper, what we think is much more diverse, which I think is true. Uh, and uh, colorful, obviously, with the look and the, the production of the show. They're going for something. And I, I think crapping on someone for going for something is wrong. But at some point, when do you pull the plug? This is still way too early to pull the plug on it. And who, do, who are we checking on what's hip? Vince and Bruce Pritchard? 
I, <laughs> I don't think they're the hippest guys in the room. Yeah, but Jeremy, so. writing off guys who ran a billion-dollar company for three decades isn't a good idea either. You know? So, like, that's like saying Spielberg can't make movies anymore because he's Spielberg because he made great movies before. I think that idea has become crowd speak. That's become enough people say it, so then we all got to say it. Uh, I yeah, but there it. are many instances where there is proof that they are out of touch. So they're out of games. touch with Roman Reigns? I said there's many instances where they've been so out of we're touch. not talking about the ones that they are out of touch. Well, we're talking about NXT 2.0. Sure. We're not, we're we not are talking, talking about, about NXT 2.0. So. But the idea that this is just all a Vince and, Vince and Bruce problem. It is. Well, it is. I don't think it is. I don't it think is. it's that simple. It is. Well, the problem they're... is you were getting your ass kicked by AEW on Wednesday nights. And you yeah. had to go mm -hmm. to Tuesdays. So you had to do something different. It is their problem show, now. You had a show where you couldn't bring the talent up because they didn't know how to make the jump, and you couldn't develop them out of that. So let's just develop them from the ground up the way we want them because oh. that's what it's supposed to be anyway is a developmental show. It's supposed to be a show that feeds into Raw and SmackDown, which have significantly larger audiences with the mainstream. Okay? It is, it this, is hang on. Let me finish my point. We're talking about a show oh, that does no. the Pixar. No, I'm, I'm going to finish my boys. point. We're gonna fit, the, Pixar to Disney. There's a difference. Some of the Disney audience tends to be the same thing. They've merged them. It's all the same thing. At one point, a Pixar movie felt way different than a Disney movie. Now, they're one and the same. It doesn't really matter. You know, They've kind of figured that out idea. I think with, uh, with NXT, it was, it was a Pixar thing. Disney just owned it and funneled money into it. And we'll look at this cool thing that's really, really successful. With them to some degree, I think I, I understand it. I'm not defending it because it's not working. I don't I don't mind telling you like some of it doesn't work. There's some flat out stuff just doesn't connect on the show. But writing it off and then just saying it's this guy who did this, like well, I'm not, I think I'm not, Triple H needs to be involved with it. He I'm not writing it off, but I'm saying it is their problem because they're the management of the macro of the entire Oh, situation. yeah, it rides up to the top. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, 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 it does lie on them. All of a sudden, they've become the macro management. Uh, I don't think they're micromanaging it because that's, you know, word is that's more Sean right now. Obviously, yeah. tri Triple H is more probably texting and, and phone calls. Obviously, he's not hands on yet until he gets back into uh, the swing of things. But yeah, this is completely on them because they're the macro managers of NXT 2.0 right now. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. He's not lying. I mean, the facts are there, man. Um, but but, I, but at know, the same time, they had to do something else. They had to do something different. Did they? They yes. could have done. They could have kept the black and gold and still do something different. You didn't mm -hmm. have to revamp this. You're thinking it was thing. too. It was too aggressive. Like the change was too much. It, well, was, that's the reason why. That's the reason why internally they feel it's a disappointment because the that's it. That says it right in the exact Russell votes article. There, the change was too abrupt, and that's why it's. I got, it right, I got it right here for y'all to see. Mm -hmm. See right there, Russell internally, internally WWE said that it was said to be disappointed with NXT 2.0 and its first four months, which we're in right now. Sources said they thought more fans would gravitate towards the newer stars quicker than they have. Uh, that's that's different. That's uh, there. There are so many different talents that come along really quickly and then don't. You know, Hook came along quickly. You know, there's some talents in the main roster who've developed fans over time, right? Could it just be too much too fast? Either way, I don't expect any changes to the concept just yet. So, um. That's kind of the, and then we have Andrew Zarin following this up here. Uh, spoke to a source here with WWE regarding at Russell Votes report with WWE being disappointed with how NXT 2.0 is going. According to my source, a lot of blame is being put on the abruptness of how everything was changed. Quote, fan perception of the product isn't helping either. And I agree because the idea is we've definitely defined the idea that this is developmental, that this is not 
something. This is not like an alternative brand within WWE, which was the tag that kind of went with NXT. It's not as big as Raw or SmackDown, but it's an alternative. It's underground. It's it's this other thing, right? Uh, so that there's a lot more panache and romance to that type of branding than here are the stars of tomorrow, you know, think, which it is, which NXT essentially is. It's supposed to be that. I think um, the I think the problem was that WWE should have followed up more with the inclusion of NXT as an equal brand after the 2019 Survivor Series. That was a successful lead up to Survivor Series. Absolutely, that was yeah. a that was a successful Survivor Series. What did they do after that? Absolutely nothing outside of a Royal Rumble inclusion here and what, there. What happened in the world though, Jeremy, after that? Well, no, I'm talking about Equal, but, well, yeah, okay. What happened in the world? A pandemic, yeah. so now everybody was in Orlando, and they still could they still did not treat NXT as an equal when they had an exact chance to do so when everybody was all in the same city at the same time. They completely mm-hmm. forgot they had all they had the entire they had an entire run while they were all in Orlando where they could have still included NXT as an equal brand like they did, and it was proven successful, but they dropped it and pretended it and back to the redheaded stepchild basically or developmental you know and so they had well, a chance you can't put it back in the can you can't just like rebrand this thing and just but, say it's triple but show again. they had a chance in 2020 to continue what they built at the end of 2019 with nxt as an equal and i i honestly think that is part of why it failed if they would have continued to have that awareness on their two main shows on a consistent basis, they probably would have beat AEW at least a quarter to half the time on Wednesday nights. I almost could guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And I also think in that regard, AEW just benefited being, being something that was big time and fresh and new. And it wasn't WWE, which is, I think a third of their appeal, you know, from the get go. And then they can kind of ride with it. You know, AEW didn't start at zero. It started with probably two or three. If you, the race is to 10, you know, uh, and that's just the circumstances. I agree. There's some things they bungled with this. I'm not saying that, but writing it off it, to me, it's like people wrote off impact. How many times and how many times have they reverted the course? So I think rev- writing things off is an overreaction. We're not doing that. Let's jump into yeah. story. Number two, gentlemen. Yeah, man, let's jump into it. Warner Media, man. Warner Media is uh, finally responding uh, to what WWE had uh, had responded to them about having gore and women and blood on their TV. And uh, Warner Media looks like they're not very happy uh, with this whole thing. Uh, back in when on December thirty first, uh, we had uh, the statement from WWE that said, "If you look at the gory self mutilation that bloodied several women." In the December 31st event on TNT, it quickly became clear that these are very different businesses. WWE stated, quote, we had an edgier product in the Attitude Era, and in 2022 world, we don't believe that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, children, or the general public as a whole. Uh, so today, the new, the Wrestling News Observer uh, reportedly saw WWE's quote, and they responded to it. Uh, they said... Uh, AEW president, CEO, and general manager, and the head of creative, Tony Khan, hasn't responded to the comments, but some of the officials from Warner Media have, and they're not very happy uh, with WWE chiming in on their product. So don't know exactly what why that's such a big issue, but I think it's such a big issue because they are they were they're trying to sway spot literally by that statement wwe made they're trying to sway sponsors away from aew that's what make that's what at warner media couldn't care less if the women are being bladed or no blood at all they're caring kinda, about i, I wouldn't say you. that 
Uh, they're well, no, they're. they're, they're fine. I'm not. I'm not going to speak for them. I don't know if they do or do not. You know, they I don't know that. they're more considered with. Oh, what sponsorships are we bringing in? What money is this bringing in due to that? And WWE seems to be tampering with that. That is why they're commenting on it. Is it tampering if you just make a statement? I agree with you. This is definitely WWE playing a chess game here. You know, uh, and but that's the game you're in. You didn't, but did you get, did you jump in this thing not to compete? Everyone's going to play the game. Uh, you know, athletes do this all the time in the media. Brands do this all the time in the media. Politicians do this all the time in the media. Uh, AEW did it on their television show this week. They're going to do it on their television show next week, right? Am I wrong to say that? No, they're going to do it. That's the game you're in. Uh, this is the game you're going to do. It's just, I think it's a little bit more noticeable when, when WWE says these things or does these things because it's, it's them here saying it down when AEW says it up it's like oh okay cool you know like share like and subscribe right when wwe does it's like no no you guys are supposed your your mo is to shut up about this and not say anything about it right so (laughs) especially because wwe tends to not to say a lot about these things so when they do it's a little bit more noticeable i guess uh and that this is in more of a trade report than it is just like hey here's what's coming on with wwe at this show or there's something like that you know this is them being asked a conversation and an opinion of another company they've said they said a handful of things about wwe that are or wwe said a handful of things about all elite that are competitive and then people are surprised when they say something competitive were you expecting them to compliment them like like what, what were we expecting them to say i don't know if i was expecting them to say self-mutilation or anything like that but the idea <laughs> the, the the term for this in in uh in marketing is called brand differentiation you want how are they this and how are we not so when you can do that with a client you then create this separation and if you can compete away it can compete on separate terms then you start to control the terms and you start to control the conversation and you start to control your own narrative. We've heard that term before, right? Yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think if they if they would have left out the network partners and sponsors part of that thing, they probably would not have batted an eye to that comment. But that they're like, oh, now you're trying to pull sponsors. You're you're trying to make us look bad so we can. You're trying to deter future sponsors from joining us because of your statement, and that's what got them upset. My thing is, you signed up for this. You wanted to go into a war with WWE and you got one. So what? So what? Are, what, are, what is everyone it. complaining about? You know, if you're Warner Media, you signed you signed a primetime pro wrestling show with a big budget, and you are pitching this thing as cooler than WWE, and now you have WWE responding. My thing is like, why is everyone mad? You you asked for this. Like this is what you're getting. This is what you're going to say wanted. something about that yep. next week. And then we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it. Like, so like, I'm not picking a side in this thing. It's like, oh, like, oh, they said something about us. Well, what do you expect? <laughs> like, I mean, like, do you I, expect them just to sit well, there? What, if if someone that, like, that what, what all if this wrestling now? On, Jer- and Jeremy, that, and, well, what, Jeremy, is, what if someone slandered? What if, in Jacksonville, Jeremy? No, you don't saying, do what, that. If, what if someone slandered you personally as mm-hmm. a radio personality? And that affected people that uh, sponsored your show. That's exactly. Did they slander them? They just said this show does this. Our sponsors who buy into WWE don't buy that. So if you like the other people that buy into our show and you're like the people that buy into our show, you're creating a difference. They're it's trying poli- to insinuate. Politicians do this all the time. Yeah. Do you want to vote for this person who doesn't represent the things you say? I'm the guy it's who represents. I'm, I'm just saying. It is I'm election saying, year. It's I'm just politicking, saying, man. It's I'm politicking. Just saying, I'm just saying I understand why Warner Media came out with that statement. Of course they're going to come out with the statement because they yeah. have to. And you know what they have to do that for? They're sponsors who are bitching at them, who don't watch the show, who pull it up and ask themselves, how come some 20-something blonde girls bleeding their ass off on your television show that I'm buying yeah. spots on? 
You know, like I'm not saying <laughs> here's the thing because guess what? A sponsor is going to look that up then. You know what I mean? A Fortune 500 company that doesn't know what their ads are running on and they just go to a medium market ad buyer to do to buy the spots for them is going to go and see that. You know, <laughs> remember, someone remember. someone who like is sending the fourth tier brand of PepsiCo that runs on all wrestling who has a medium ad buyer do it for them. They don't do it themselves, sees that and reads it and goes. Let me call up my ad buyer and ask him why my ads are running on that. <laughs> remember the remember the picture in picture with Nick Gage and a pizza yeah, cutter and exactly. Domino's. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Domino's Come pizza. On. Like like and here's the thing. I I I I like wrestling. I like the hardcore stuff. It's fun, right? But I've worked in the media business for a long time. I've been I I to do. I've been on a radio station. I was on a radio station years ago, right? The song by the Bloodhound Gang. You know that song by the Bloodhound Gang? Oh, my Gang? God. Oh, there's a couple. You <laughs> yeah. The song starts with a reference to a bodily orifice. It starts with a reference to a bodily orifice. I think half their songs do. <laughs> right? Okay. I had to do a live read, okay, of a, com- of a local commercial sponsor into that song as a DJ. <laughs> And I had to tell them, like, hey, can we get another song? And mind you, the sponsor would probably be all right with it. They buy into our rock radio station. They know what we are. At a local level, it's different. National television is completely different. So what, So I had to, like, say, like, hey, let's get a song before that, and let's change this and adjust. And my thing is you can kind of pick your spots. Still do blood on television. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying this is the game you signed up for. You you signed up for this. You had people go on television and say what they said, and now they say it in a trade newspaper, and it's suddenly like, like, like come on, like it's game, Ooh. dude. You want you want to play? Let's play. Like you're like, like let's go for it. And that's what it is. And Ollie Wrestling is going to say something else or do something else that's cool. That's going to be like, no, we're the cool brand. We're the we're the we're the wrestling show for dudes. I'm going to go to Dynamite in a few weeks and have a fun time and hear and say things I wouldn't say at a WWE show because I don't want to turn to a family of four and start swearing like that. You know what I mean? Like so, like it's a different thing. Oh, is are they different shows? They are very different shows. And here's WWE leaning into the differences about that. It's there. It's how do you play the game? How do you want to do it? You know what I mean? Triple H time to play the game, right? So they're going to play the game. That's what it is. WrestleMania is going to be a football stadium, guys. It's still good. That isn't going to change for a while. Mm -hmm. If it changes at all. Guys, let's jump into our last story here. Mustafa Ali, man. He's been in the news pretty much all week, ever since last week, and announcing that he wants to get released from WWE. Yesterday, we reported that Mustafa Ali has uh, found out that he is not getting released by WWE after having conversations with some WWE officials. Afterwards, he posts this tweet up on Twitter, and this is the photo from The Dark Knight back in 2008 where the Joker's burning that big old pile of money. It's Some not things. About the money. It's not about the money. You want to know, know how I got case, these scars? <laughs> that's actually a really good impression. I just, uh, I just wish he just said it's not about the money with that. Like, because there's gonna be plenty of people that don't know what that is. Like, if they they can't connect it and just saw it on the internet, you know. Um, I think people for of our age were like, yeah, it's, it's Dark Knight. You knew that right away. You know, someone who's maybe ten or thirteen doesn't get that. Maybe he's just following wrestling. It was like, oh, yeah, what, what is that a reference to? 10 or 13 weren't even probably born. Oh, my God. Their Batman is, their Joker is Yaqueen Phoenix. <laughs> you know, like, so it's not that, you know. Um, it's interesting what he's alluding to here. Uh, this follows up a few days ago of WWE denying him his release reportedly and saying mm-hmm. they didn't want to do that because they saw value in him. 
and uh, he has a major difference of opinion on certain things with his future. Uh, and he's still locked up in a deal for several years. WWE's done this before, where they have people that are locked up in deals, where they roll over time on contracts. Um, All Elite Wrestling has yet to do that. Uh, other major companies have done that. Impact has done it with other people, too, where they're like, no, we're going to hold you. If you don't want to do this, all right, we're going to hold you in your deal, or we're going to go into litigation or something like that to get you out of it. So you sign the paper. You know, that's the that's the thing you sign and you agree to this. That's that's the deal you're in. And you're st- and he's still getting paid. He's not like this isn't a case where yeah. he's not being compensated. Maybe so, he's just you know. saying WWE's burning their money. Yeah, they're, the, I, I would assume that's probably paying him to too. sit in yeah. catering. Um, I don't even think he's on the road. You know, I mean, that's if he was on no, the road, because he wasn't known. in Chicago. He wasn't even in Chicago for that or at the was he at the arena? For no, that? I didn't no. think so. As far as I know, he wasn't. I don't know if he visited with anyone there. As far as talking to people I know, he isn't. He's still active. He's obviously putting a lot of content out where he's training in the ring. And I know people that say that are tra- train with him regularly and say that, oh, he still has fun training. Goes in, trains, doesn't talk about the business, you know, comes in, trains people. Mm-hmm. Um, so still active in that regard. Still looks like he's in great mm-hmm. shape. Still looks like he wants to do a lot of lot of business here. Uh, we have a super chat I want to get to if we can if we can see Super! That. Super chat. While, while you oh. pull that, while you pull that up, uh, LA Knight, Roderick Strong working dark match tonight on uh, SmackDown. Uh, yeah, interesting. You know, you see a guy like Ali out of the picture. You see some older names on NXT, oh, and I don't mean older in a bad way, but older in the sense of the business. These are guys who are ready to do something else in NXT. LA Knight and a Roderick Strong, I think, would be capable of that. Uh, Roddy, I think, has ran his course in NXT. I think you can do something else with him, and he would be a dynamic person. I do think there's some other things he probably needs to do in WWE that he hasn't done in terms of like a different character that isn't just a fantastic yeah. wrestler. So, and since you get and since you got Malcolm Bivens there, you can get a new kind of so and so singles leader of that group. Um, uh, uh, so I, I they could probably still they could replace Roddy in that group and still be okay. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Roland Curtis with this question here uh, to get us rolling. Are we going to jump right into Freestyle Friday? We're gonna jump right into right well, we got let's, let's no do more, it now. We got no more. We got no more news. All right, so I don't, don't, don't want to get I don't want to get ahead of you guys. If you had any other there, but, but without further ado, guys, it's time for Freestyle Friday. Hit the button. Hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the super chat here. Uh, Roland Curtis, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. You guys can get your questions on. Rolling, 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 rolling. We really appreciate it. It supports the channel. Uh, what do you think about the idea of putting Charlotte SmackDown title? Is this the thing where people are saying they want to do the fantasy booking? This is our number one rule that we always Yeah, but he paid with. for it. He paid for it. <laughs> you can fantasy book if you pay for it. Yeah, you can fantasy book if you pay for it. Uh, that doesn't mean we'll agree with your fantasy booking, right? Addendum uh, to the rule. All right, so addendum to the rule. Roland asks, what do you think of about the idea of putting Charlotte's SmackDown Women's Championship on the line in the actual Rumble since she's in it anyway? Uh, Rick, her father, uh, won it 30 years ago, the WWE Championship, at the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, in my humble opinion, 1992. Maybe not watch. the best in-ring athleticism as the, the art, the, uh, the sport of in-ring wrestling kind of developed in a different way. You watch that match, there's a lot of punching and kicking in the corner. <laughs> like I need the, to... I need to watch that this week sometime. Oh, it's I, great. I watch I watched uh 11 I watched the 40 man rumble the other night and I watched uh That's a good one, one uh one other one maybe only Yeah, I was watching the uh, the greatest mo- the greatest Royal Rumble moments on the on the Peacock network so Perfect. Yeah, I think that was pretty good. I'm still pissed that they have not yet given uh, a skip to a match like they promised by SummerSlam last year on Peacock. I think it's a problem with Peacock in general. 
because then they have to have that. They, they almost have to have that technology with they, everything. They you know. promised it'd be in by SummerSlam, though. Who knows? Uh, so uh, what do I think about that? I don't think that's the case. Charlotte's saying that she wants to win this and pick her opponent for WrestleMania. That's to define storyline narrative. So I don't think that's going to change. Uh, I do think it would be an interesting scenario. But then you'd have to basically say that the Raw women's title doesn't mean nearly as much. And here is the title that really means something for the women. It's this one. Uh, so I don't think they would serve both women's titles or even the women's uh, tag team titles in that regard. Uh, I don't think it's the case where you need to do that right now, uh, specifically the women's titles. I really think they need to be developed and have weight and, and circumstance on their own. Since some of them are only a couple years old, I, I don't think that's the regard or you have to do that in there. It's a, it's a decent idea. I like big multi-man matches where a title is on the line because there's a greater chance the title will change hands. And that's interesting, uh, but I'm not opposed to it here. Uh, what do you think of Charlotte being in the women's, uh, rumble match as a champion what do you guys think of that i'm okay with it she's a big superstar it's one of the biggest matches of the women's every year i personally don't mind it um and and going back to that super chat i think that if charlotte flair was like a full-blown baby face as champion that match would make sense right mm -hmm. um for, for her to defend that match in a, in a big uh royal rumble uh right now i don't think it really makes that much sense however i do like the idea of her putting her um of picking her opponent so she could pick becky lynch or whoever the new raw women's champion is going to be after the royal rumble uh so i think that it depends on the on the character that she's playing if she was babyface i think that would have been a little bit more of a captivating storyline putting that title on the line but right now as a heel i don't think so <laughs> here's a question referencing me earlier saying when i played a song on the radio that had some dirty words in it or at least some vaguely dirty words in the it. the roof that maybe maybe I shouldn't have uh, myself read an ad before that, right? <laughs> uh, Anthony Minazzo saying, uh, "Panel, I like you just says panel. panel. Uh, our names are on the I'll, screen. I'll, I'll, it's like we're on. It's like we're on Match Game or yeah. Or, I'll take uh, it. Panel. I'm confused. I'm in my 30s. Who the heck is the Blood on Gang? The, the Blood Roof on is King on fire. It is a ridiculous uh, rap rock group uh, that you should seek out. That has many many dirty words and songs with maybe some." political stances that have not aged well <laughs> like some, no, some phrases that maybe haven't all. aged well lyrics you won't repeat to your mother on a sunday car ride after church let's put really? that there we don't need no water let the oh here we here's one here's one from vic nash any news on mr wrestling johnny gargano uh he said a couple of things he's done a couple of interviews here and there he's been active on twitch uh, he said he's gotten the itch of of wrestling again and working out uh, but then the main focus is his upcoming birth of his, uh, his first child with his wife Candice LeRae, who is still under contract with WWE. Yeah, I keep, um, I, I keep saying that uh, sometime in the spring or or summer, I think they're both going to re-sign with uh, WWE at the same time. Uh, I, and it's kind of compelling. You'd be more inclined to go somewhere where you're both together, especially especially if you have a kid. Uh, mm -hmm. WWE is proving right now that they will be they will be conducive to people in relationships and try and make those things work. So. Given that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm more inclined to think that he that he goes back to WWE in some form. He would be a, a fun character to see pop up on Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania. That's what I would like to see. Uh, let's get into more questions here. Fire them off if you guys have them, by the way, too. Do you guys see any questions you want to jump right into here? I'm uh, scrolling right now. <laughs> All right. How much did Tony can pay the Mox, uh, the, the Mox Heckler? Oh, come on. Come on now. That's unnecessary. Come on, that's Sean. Come on now, dude. That's cheap. That's cheapy. <laughs> Uh, we got David Chisholm watching us on Facebook. When Brian Cage returns to AEW, what do y'all think is next for him? Does he return to AEW is the question. 
I don't. I'm not confident in that. I know um, that uh, Ali Marafi from OP uh, from QPW over there in Qatar Pro Wrestling just booked him and a bunch of different AEW talent. Um, but we haven't heard a chirp from Brian Gage in a good yeah, minute. He just he just he's, took he's on uh, on the independent circuit. He's working yeah, independent matches, and that's just, something that all elite will let they will let some talent do, and some talent don't get to do that. Now there's some kind of this like quiet thing I can tell you from being involved in independent wrestling. And some people say like, if you're working a lot more independent dates, is that AEW's way of saying? We're yeah, because uh, Brian Cage just took on Jonah in a show in in Iowa this mm-hmm. past weekend. So yeah. I was actually going to drive to that. Good thing I didn't get tickets because then I got COVID. So there you go. You did the right thing. <laughs> Instead, I watched. Uh, what did I watch? I watched uh, Terminus. Oh yeah, good show. Fun show. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, no, Brian Cage. I do see Brian Cage leaving All Elite Wrestling. I, just, I mean, I, if they want to bring somebody back, but I just don't see where the storyline television real estate is for a guy like that. If you're going to have him there, you're going to do something with him. I wonder you know? if he goes to like MLW and, and joins that Azteca show. You know, he was on Lucha Underground. Pre- Good show, yeah. man. Good show. I, love I need the to. I need to watch. How many episodes they have so far? I haven't seen it yet. So far, I think they have two or three. I checked out the first one. It's on their YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, they do the vignettes just like they did in Lucha Underground. But the actual wrestling matches, it has more of a a Ring of Honor uh, feel to it. because old school MLW. But then when they're doing the vignettes and they're bringing some of their characters that they did from Lucha Underground over to Azteca. Uh, But it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. If you you follow Lucha Underground, Mm -hmm. you you could jump right into this and you won't miss a beat. There's some rumblings that uh, Swerve might show up as kill shot down there. That'd be, That'd pretty be cool. awesome. That'd, That'd be, be real awesome. Uh, let's jump on this one. Victor Nash, do you guys think Sonya Deville, who's mainly an authority figure on television, might enter the Rumble and return to being an in-ring performer? She's done a little bit of physical stuff in this long storyline with Naomi. It's been going on since the summer. Um, but they haven't had the match. Do you do it at the Rumble and then really set up a match and something else? Yeah, I could um, I could see it uh, if Naomi's already in the ring. I could see Sonya like putting herself in the match or something like that. It is where just you do to, stuff like that. It is where you just like do that out. hard. Yep. It's where you do the hard ramp up for storylines. It's where this you set match up WrestleMania. Yeah, this is a matchup for WrestleMania. This is uh, I I have a feeling that we are going to see that happen in the Rumble where Sonya ends up eliminating Naomi and then setting up that thing further down the line uh, at, at WrestleMania. Anthony Manzano asking us a question here. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Kev, Jeremy, ahead. Jose, do you think Bully Ray was a little bit harsh on Moxley saying he let down the fans for putting himself in rehab because of his addiction? Horrible take. It was a horrible take. What Kevin? exactly did I, I, I haven't listened to he this. Said, Bully said, said, that said that John should have. He should have apologized. He should have. He should have apologized to the fans for being gone. Yeah, I don't think he 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 really should have said that. I feel like uh, that's John's prerogative and not bullies. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's his take. Um, if John felt like he needed to apologize, he would have apologized. Yeah. I think he did the best that he could um, with the promo that he dropped. You know, Bully Ray brought up a lot the the demons, right? You know, he mm-hmm. mentioned that a lot in his promo, and that's just. You know, like little code word for battling addiction, battling drinking, battling alcoholism. You know, mm-hmm. demons, right? Um, and I, I think it, I don't, I don't think it was a really good take from uh, from Bully Ray. You know, yeah. He, and Re- and Renee he should have supported him. He should have supported yeah. him. And Renee responded uh, earlier today too. Simply just said, "Real bad take, Bully." Thumbs down. I don't know what to add to that. That'll change anything, you know. So <laughs> there we go. Let's jump to this one from Corey. 
Corey Jackson, keep your questions coming, by the way, guys. We have we, we can keep going here a little bit longer. Corey Jackson says, do you think WWE would let MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, big, big villain on All Elite Wrestling right now, their main competitor, be MJF if he jumped over in 2024? Would you still get the same MJF? Well, here's the thing. Um, the show that he's on right now is TV 14. He's already said some really racy things. I don't think you'd hear on WWE television. <laughs> no. So the assumption is, uh, the, the, the stupid thing is, and I say this as somebody like performs right i know how to perform a show dirty and i know how to perform a show clean <laughs> and that isn't to say that wwe is clean they have people that go on tell they love to say bitch on television now and they've learned that modern Ooh. standards are different you can say bitch now on network television and it is not the worst thing to say uh it used to be a while ago well, 10 years ago you did not say bitch on television yeah, you I was did. like, I remember uh, the, the uh, more finale. More than that, Kevin. More than uh, that. Come on. Well, it's been like 25 or 30 years since you could say bitch in Dungeon well, for quite some time. Yeah. Remember the, when the, sucks, the, saying something the, sucks the, was controversial? The now finale like, the finale of Cheers in uh, 1992, Sam Malone says, I'm one lucky son of a bitch. And it was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big deal that he said that. That was like headline she, news. I remember I remember 88, 89, 90 when Poison had unskinny bop and 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 Brett Michaels said, What the hell is going on? and thought that was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Obviously, I was like I was like 10 or 11 at that time though. Too, so but. like the, the standards change. I'm not saying they're gonna change in two years in 2024. Will he still be the same guy? And the assumption and here's the thing is the cult mind of an all wrestling fan at this point, and I mean that in a nice way. Uh, I don't mean that in a bad way, is he can't possibly go there. If he went there, they would ruin him. They would ruin him, right? They would just absolutely ru- This yeah. is a, a talented guy. This is a really, really talented guy. Yeah. And sometimes talent overtrumps any circumstance. They won't ruin him. Uh, no. It won't be, but you won't get the same MJF. And but I don't you think can't get, why would you want to have him have him do the exact same thing? I, and you I want don't some think, of it. I don't think he's going to WWE in 2024. Maybe Who after knows? maybe crazier after things the, have happened. I, maybe, I agree with you. I don't I don't expect it. I'm not no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't maybe, bet on it. Maybe the next contract after so like twenty seven or something like that. Maybe he's one of those guys that's gonna have a truckload of money rolling oh, he's to gonna house. he's gonna be in wwe eventually but i don't think it's gonna be 2024 mm-hmm. uh here we go william long with a question about bianca belair when i get to this question that just roll past me here keep your questions coming here william asks why bianca is not getting the proper push by wwe do you think her character is being diminished oh that's a that's a good question because she had such a big 2021 uh and she was definitely the wwe female superstar of the year uh, but then you had Becky Lynch come back. I mean, and Becky Lynch beat her in 26 wow. seconds. It was yeah. a hard switch. Um, I do think that wasn't particularly fair to all the, the goodwill that Bianca had built up with her and all the goodwill that WWE built up on building that push. You know, they did a good job of making her look strong and win that Royal mm-hmm. Rumble last year and, and win the big match at Mania. And that was some of the best. That was the best storyline outside of Roman Reigns for WWE on television last year. It was really, really good stuff. Um, I do think she's diminished, but it's, I think this is the sad part. It's only natural in WWE. You can't be on fire 24, seven, 365. Exactly. Exactly. And especially, you know, that we have this story now with Becky and Bianca and being prolonged with Becky interrupted the three count when Bianca was clearly going to get that win. That's, that's pretty much stretching that storyline. So don't be surprised if either Bianca wins the Royal Rumble or finds herself going up against whoever the Raw Women's Champion is at WrestleMania. So 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And, and I, you don't need to win the Royal Rumble to main event WrestleMania. You yeah. don't. There's nine and weeks of television between Royal Rumble and WWE, and there's two nights of WWE this year. I think, WrestleMania. I think there should be one thing we should bring up here before, because it's obviously the last show of the week. Uh, bring up big show on Sunday, by the way. GCW at Hammerstein. GCW. Uh, John Moxley homicide for the GCW world title. Obviously, we're going to see John Moxley tonight on Rampage. I think it's a live Rampage, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, who has been defending that world uh, Ring of Honor World Championship like a boss, uh, defends it against Blake Christian. That'll be a tremendous match. Uh, we got your your standard uh, your standard scramble match. It's always fun. Uh, Joey Janela against Matt Cardona. That's going to be a good one. Briscoe's Open Challenge. Mm, is ftw in new york anybody check the flights anybody I, i'd like to see that uh they have a grab the brass uh grab the brass ring ladder match as well uh six guys including leo rush jordan oliver uh tony depp and effie or, or tony depp and not effie uh is going to be in that winner gets a championship shot as well effie against jeff jarrett as well so a big show on sunday that should be tremendous for gcw Certainly going to be interesting here. Uh, here a question from Molly. She wants to throw this one in there. This has hap- been happening, especially the past couple of years. Uh, could a woman actually be in the men's Royal Rumble match and win it someday? Uh, I've heard this a couple of times. Uh, China was in one back in the heyday when she was such a big superstar. They just had to put her in the Royal Rumble, right? Uh, and then you had Nia Jackson there uh, a couple of years back and she took an RKO and was eliminated and it was designed to be like a controversial thing. And they were high, right high high. Yeah, Beth eliminated great Kali. Yeah. And Beth was in one. That was a great moment too. I was going to bring that up. Um, does a woman need to win it? I don't know if a woman needs to win it. Not until um, WWE uh, embraces more intergender wrestling. Yeah, so so they had that. That's my main point, Jeremy. You take the you take the the hammer. Uh, wait, uh, I have the hammer in my hand, but you have the nail, and you went right there. So well, you I mean, you work yeah. for a company that proves that intergender wrestling is is perfectly fine. You had a a tremendous match over there in AAW, didn't you? Me. Yeah, AEW, the company you work for. Oh, AAW. I thought you said AEW. I'm sorry. Yeah, we had we had a tremendous match with it, and it works in the right circumstances with the right combinations. We had Josh Alexander and Ruby Soho seek the match out. It's at Unstoppable. It's up now on our on-demand service, AAW On Demand, and you can get it as well on Fight. We are going to be back on Fight TV for live pay-per-view coming up February 4th. Some really, really cool stuff on there, and some big things I can't even talk about that are coming together, which is pretty sweet. Guys, tomorrow uh, we got the the Royal Rumble trivia challenge, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you set your notifications to see first, so you never miss whenever we go live. And when we go live tomorrow, we're gonna have we're busting the forbidden door open, guys. We're gonna have all the different wrestling media personalities on the show. We're gonna have former stars. It's gonna be great. I, I know you got a lot of homework tonight, Jeremy. This with, is me. Uh, this is me typing the questions tonight. And Kevin is uh, studying tonight. So again, we got the Royal Rumble trivia challenge tomorrow at two p.m. Did you guys know this? Did you guys? Did you guys know this about the Royal Rumble? I'm studying. Right, I'm studying about the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Both feet have to hit the floor to be eliminated. You have to go uh, that the was my first rope. question. I gotta go, have del- to go over the top rope. I gotta over go. All right. I gotta delete my first question now. Go. My, God. <laughs> my God. We so guys, that. just make sure you go ahead and do that. Uh, we got one more super chat here before wow. we head out. Our Thank last you so much, question. Rolling. 
We're going to read this rolling question here from uh, Rolling Curtis. Now that the Forbidden Door has been opened, does this now perhaps open the WWE Hall of Fame Forbidden Door for TNA Impact contributions to professional wrestling? I think that Samoa Joe can go in and Sting can go in again. Um, Yeah, Rowan, I don't think that's as much of an issue as people would think it is. Um, and we've obviously seen Impact, TNA, whatever you want to refer to it as, it's Impact now, uh, work with WWE. And as, as much as people think this Forbidden Door thing is a huge thing with WWE, it just has been since the 90s. Prior to that, they had a long, long mm-hmm. history of working with different organizations. They basically sublet ECW at one point when, before it got a TV deal. They were like keeping it afloat with some money. Was it all uh, Japan? They, they worked did. with they worked with all Japan. They worked with New they were Japan. With Triple A, with Triple A. I was going to say they brought in they brought in, in the they brought in Lucha mm-hmm. Talent when uh, when Royal Rumble was at ninety seven. It was it was in San Antonio at the yeah. Big Dome. They brought in Triple A talent for that. Yeah, they uh, brought in so, Jushin Thunder Liger one year too. Yeah. I mean, they brought in a bunch of guys. So this isn't like this idea that WWE doesn't want to play ball. They just don't want to do it with everybody, and it's and it's also protective of their brand to do. <laughs> they didn't want to do it after they won the Monday Night War. Sure, but but, but it pr- it proved. Why they were because they were in a competitive space. It was a different time, right? Yeah, uh, well, they, now, they just pretended nobody else existed. That's what it was. <laughs> when you're not, when you're a public that's exactly company, they're just ignoring what's exactly. Yeah, when you're exactly. the only when you're the only person producing and doing this stuff for twenty plus years, you you learn to ignore the competition. And yeah. isn't that almost natural then? <laughs> like, yeah. like you kind of like then they they exist and then it's us. You know, like, mm-hmm. like that's kind of like what it is. It's the NFL. Like, oh yeah, we're we're going to help out the CFL? No. We're not we're not going to do that. We don't have to do that. <laughs> Those guys want to play here. All right. So let's pick off your your top guys. So in that regard, I don't know if um that stops anything with the Hall of Fame. The WWE's already proven that they have no problem, especially with the Hall of Fame honoring the history of professional wrestling uh even though everyone says they're a sports entertainment company and it isn't a real hall of fame it's vince's hall of fame sure it's it's vince's hall of fame yeah. but he's also the biggest promoter in all of professional wrestling but so I, I mean like that doesn't that doesn't invalidate it going um, back to sting's example though there's yeah. no need to bring him back in just for tna tna has their own hall of fame yeah they have their own they, hall of so fame. they don't really need to bring and this isn't a pro wrestling hall of fame there's another separate hall of fame just mm-hmm. for that this is wwe's hall of fame that has coco beware in it it has pete rose in it it has drew carey in it but it also has stone cold steve austin and edge and and so it really doesn't make sense to bring these people back now aj style you know it'd be cool to work with them so you could include that tna stuff in the video packages you the, and they've done that a little bit in the past because you know i'm sure aj will get inducted into the wwe hall of fame someday sure. you know yeah. I, I would sure i'm sure aj will get inducted someday and they've worked with impact in the past so yeah mm-hmm. all right we will be back tomorrow afternoon once again keep your notifications on for that royal rumble trivia challenge if you haven't done all right follow us on the social medias jose underscore g underscore official he's on the instagram he's on the twitter uh jeremy bennett at j huskers you can follow me at kev calm i'll be on stage tomorrow in valparaiso indiana opening up for the great maryland rice cope you've seen her on it's always sunny in philadelphia so that's gonna be a really cool show a bunch of my comedy dates are up on my twitter as well uh, support the channel we got a lot going on a lot going on nice. tomorrow tomorrow is going to be exciting so 2 p.m eastern again the royal rumble trivia challenge Hosted by Jeremy Bennett, the <coughs> trivia master. We're going to have a ton of surprises. I'm excited get about those, tomorrow, guys. Get those questions typed up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here, guys. You guys have a great weekend. Remember, when watching wrestling, what's the most important thing y'all have to do, guys? Enjoy it.
yeah enjoy enjoy yeah. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy, enjoy wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Talk to them. Let me talk to you. See. <laughs> you yeah, I'm gonna go vegan. You wanna? You wanna... Watch out! Watch out!